the footsteps of Jesus from down under. This is Nick Krita, your host, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Over the phone today, I've got a guest coming from Oldinga, and I'm very happy to introduce uh, Jerry to you. Hi, Jerry. How are you there? I'm fine, thank you. Nice to speak to you, Nick. <laughs> Jerry, thank you very much for making a bit of time, uh, you know, from your busy schedule. I know that you are uh, going to go to a shift soon. We are very happy to have you on this program. I would just like to tell our listeners, I mean, to remind them that um, we are very happy to have their story recorded and uh, to tell their walk with Jesus to other people, because there may be some people out there who just need that encouragement. And I'm very uh, happy to have you guys uh, who are listening there, contacting us, and we'll be very happy to have your story broadcasted on our uh, channel. Now, uh, Jerry, can you please just tell a little bit of your uh, background? I mean, tell your full name, where you're coming from, what's your background? And after that, I will be very happy to just uh, having you sharing with us your walk with Jesus. Okay. Well, my my name is Jerry Dykers, and the surname usually gives it away. Mm -hmm. Uh, My parents uh, are from the Netherlands. Uh, They came out to this country in 1950. Uh, so I was born here in Adelaide, but they returned 16 years later. So they went back to Holland and uh, with the family. So I spent part of my uh, youth in Holland, where I did my secondary education. And in fact, I did my military service there as well, a year and a half. Then uh, I came back to Australia and um, I did some oh, a variety of jobs. So, um, yeah, as far as uh, anything to do with Christianity, my parents took us, when we were children, they took us to the Church of Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, I guess, where the groundwork was laid. I quite uh, enjoyed going. I had fond memories of my time as a child uh, going to the Church of Christ. But then when they returned to Holland, things sort of stopped a bit. I mean, they left it up to us as to whether we wanted to continue to go to church and uh, as so often is the case, we virtually had no further interest uh, as a teenager. And uh, frankly, I uh, I didn't really miss it. I mean, I, as a teenager, I had different things on my mind. But it was um, interesting how in my early 20s, I started to have an interest in um, spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess you would really say it was a spiritualism more than anything else. Uh, I Back in those days, they used to call it the New Age movement and uh, anything to do with New Age. So um, I got a job with uh, Qantas as a flight steward. So I, would, I wouldn't travel all around the world, but there were certainly places that I used to go to frequently, especially Europe, because of um, my language skills. I spoke Dutch and German fluently. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would generally put me on those flights that went to Europe and uh, London, return, and uh, wherever I went, I would collect books. And interestingly, I found that in a lot of these New Age books, they would often quote from Scripture. They would have passages of Scripture in there. All right. So I determined that I had to really get a Bible, which I didn't have. And I remember going into 
a scripture union, I think it was a scripture union shop in Sydney, and just asking for a, a New Testament in plain English, in modern English. And I remember my first Bible was a, um, a J.B. Phillips uh, paraphrase of the New Testament. So I started reading that, and I was quite intrigued, actually, because uh, I thought, this is very interesting. And then I got hold of a, a King James Bible and started reading that. And I soon discovered that I had to really make a decision here because um, it was either what the Bible said or what these all these books were saying. Because I could see problems with a lot of the books. I could see that, uh, you know, it, um, it really didn't add up in the end. So, um, and interestingly, it's the way I think God leads you. He clearly was generating an interest within my heart. Uh, I wasn't aware of it at the time, but um, the more I started to read, the more interested I became. And it, I must say, I think some of what I had learned as a child started coming back. So what I was also doing in the, in the time that I was working as a flight steward the roster was such that I'd be away for a fortnight and I'd come home and I'd have almost 10 days off. All right. So in the time that I had off, I was doing some opal mining because um, before I started the job with Qantas, I, I was actually working as an opal miner, I think Lightning Ridge. Was that here in, uh, like in South Australia? No, in New South Wales. Just, hmm? uh, just below the Queensland border, there was a place called Lightning Ridge. Uh-huh. That's where they find black opal. All right, because uh, I, I thought, you know, uh, Kupapidi, a famous place for mining opal. Oh, definitely. Mm, definitely, yeah. But mm. uh, I, I was only ever in um, in New South Wales. So um, so in, in the time that I wasn't flying, on my time off, as it were, I would go to the opal fields. I had a caravan, big caravan on the, on the block. And, um, yeah, I, I did some hard-time mining, I suppose you could call it. Mm. And a lot of hard work, lots of uh, earth and, and uh, opal dirt, as they call it, with very little opal in between. <laughs> so, um, but it was a, a, a very interesting experience because it was in that time that um, that the Lord really got hold of me, if you like, and uh, and guided me. So, but you, um, you learn how to dig deep. For uh, uh, you know, for the word of God, <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. What uh, what happened was, um, whilst there, I was invited to attend Bible studies because uh, I remember so clearly. I went into uh, a workshop. I had a, I think it was a starter motor that needed servicing, and um, I went into this man's workshop. I'd I'd never met him before, and he had a a big color poster of Tutankhamun, mm-hmm. and he asked me the question. After um, you know, I told him what I was there for, he said to me, oh, by the way, do you know what this is? Do you know who this represents? And I said, yes, I do, uh, because I'd always had a, uh, a keen interest in history. So I said to him, yeah, I, I recognize that as the, uh, the golden death mask of Tutankhamun. And he said, well, there's a, a group of people in the town, uh, in Lightning Ridge, who are doing a... Um, a seminar, running a seminar at the moment on prophecy. And okay. uh, he said, uh, I'm not part of the group even, but uh, I'm interested and I, I'll be, you know, I'm attending. Would you like to come along? And I said to him, yeah, 
because I didn't have anything else to do at the time. I was by myself, yeah, a little bit bored. So I went along, and uh, this this group of people was actually, um, they were Seventh-day Adventists. Now, I have to be honest with you, I'd never heard of the name Seventh-day Adventist. I didn't know what they stood for, what they represented. And I was very cautious because I, I didn't really want to become involved with the church. I just wanted to go along for the for the archaeology and for history, and um, I found it very interesting. So I kept going, and um, yeah, it's interesting where it went from there. That's very interesting, um, Jerry, because uh, you mentioned a couple of things, you know, um, that sometimes books may not bring you the right information, but uh, the Bible is the great book which will um, give you strong foundation. And if there are books written to reflect the teachings of the Bible, that's fine. But yeah, I, I like that. And I, I just want to ask you, before you go further, now you said that you've been serving in the army. Was that in the um, Netherlands? Yes, it was. I had dual nationality, so uh, uh-huh. yeah, I um, my parents at the time were still both living there with the rest of my siblings, and um, I'd only spent. See, I, I went back with them uh, when I was twelve years old, and I spent the next eight years in Holland. I went back and forth a couple of times, to be honest. I mm. I went back to Australia, and that's where I had my first uh, exposure, if you like, to opal mining, mm-hmm. and um, that lasted for a year and a half. Then I went back to Holland and still not quite knowing what to do with my life. But uh, since I was there in Holland, I, I was um, I called to do my uh, military service, which uh, at the time was compulsory. Yes. And anyway, that, so that was a year and a half. Yeah, I did, a, time, I, I did a, sorry to interrupt you there. Uh, I did the, the same myself. The, the reason I ask you that question is because um, for my conversion, which happened during the time I spent in the army, um, you have a lot of time to think and, you know, to see differences. But anyway, sorry to sidetrack you. Uh, and yeah, you, yeah, you can um, come back to what you were sharing with us, uh, you know, while you, you were here in Australia and uh, attending those meetings. And yeah, how God was working into your life and to bring you closer and closer into a relationship with Him. Well, yes, that's indeed. Um, see, for me, I always had a lot of questions about spirituality, about the Bible. Uh, when I say always, not in my teenage years, but certainly soon after I turned 20. Mm. And like you say, when I did my stint in the army, there was a lot of, if you like, downtime, you know, just boring things like uh, maintenance, uh, yes. you know, uh, you're just waiting for time to pass. And um, we we had lots of discussions, even among the uh, soldiers and uh, some of the uh, uh, people looking after us there. And um, I, I always looked for answers for the big questions in life, and I never really was given a satisfactory answer. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if God is real, and if all this is real, surely there has to be an intelligent and reasonable answer to these questions. Absolutely. And it, wasn't, and it wasn't satisfactory for me to simply be, if you like, palmed off with the answer, well, you've just got to accept it by faith. You know, faith alone, without an explanation, didn't cut it for me. I had to, I had to have more. And when I went to the meetings that were held in Whiting Ridge, mm-hmm. I soon realized that uh, there was a lot of history in it as well because they started talking about the prophecies 
that were in the book of Daniel. And that was a complete eye-opener for me uh, because I had always liked uh, ancient history. Uh, I'd, I'd learned a little bit about the Greeks and the and the um, and the Romans and the, you know the mm. uh, Babylonians. So that all made sense to me, and I'd never realised that all that was contained in the Bible. So when I started reading about that, I thought, "Well, that's that's very interesting. Very, I should have a a good hard look at this." And uh, my favourite person from antiquity was Alexander the Great. Right. And when I when I found out that uh, there was a clear indication of Alexander the Great in the Book of Daniel, and I could see the uh, succession of empires, as we know, occurred, I thought, uh, this is fantastic. I need to have a closer look at this. Mm. So, yeah, and that's, that's how the journey started. So... Uh, it became quite intense because I wanted to know who these people were. I wanted to know more about the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and I started reading and reading and reading, and I was given literature to read. And I would, well, this is this is all during the time when I was open mining. So I would actually start my day with um, a section from the Bible, but also a chapter from a book called The Desire of Ages. Mm. And um, I found that very enlightening, actually, because it, I had to, as it were, start from the beginning again and, and get to know who, who Jesus was, who is Jesus. Is he simply a historical figure, or is he much more than that? And I found that the more I started reading and comparing what I read in the Bible with what I was reading in this book, it gave me a, a beautiful picture of who Jesus was mm-hmm. and is, and you know, you, you start to relate to him on a personal level. And then the Bible really started becoming a living book for me. It, it really made a lot of sense, and it gave me um, a vision of what my life could be. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I was introduced to another book called The Great Controversy, which, uh, as I've mentioned previously, I, I, I very much enjoy history, uh, historical fact. It has to be factual for me. Mm. And um, I read about the history of the Christian Church and what happened uh, from the time of Christ right up to our day, and it was well quite mind-boggling actually. I I, uh, I could recommend I could recommend the book, highly recommend the book to anybody wanting to know uh, the uh, history of the Christian Church and where we are today. And what's coming? Yes, uh, Jerry, I was just going to say actually that we have available those books for um, anybody who would like to give us a call. We can provide that book. Uh, and if you give us a ring, uh, you've got those numbers uh, before the the program started and um, you'll, uh, you'll have the book for free if you give us a call. Please don't hesitate. Give us a call. Use the numbers which we provided uh, for you, and you'll have one of those two books uh, today. This is our uh, offer. It's the Great Controversy, and what was the other one, uh, Jerry? The Desire of Ages. The Desire of Ages. All those books are available from us, and we are very happy to hand it to somebody who will give us a call. Um, Jerry, just uh, while I, I interrupted you, um, it's time now to 
take a short break, but please uh, hold the line because okay. we, are, we will be back just after a short uh, song. And actually, I chose today just because you said you speak German and uh, uh, a group from Germany with a song entitled um, I'm Still Drinking Water from the Well. And this is Harmony Quartet. Please stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. I took a drink from some life-giving water In this dry desert land where I dwell And my cup overflowing is the joy that makes me sing Cause I'm still drinking water from the well Oh yes, I'm still drinking water from the well Overflowing from that clear crystal fountain Watch it flow, watch it swell And my soul satisfied and I'm happy, can't you tell? Yes, I'm still drinking water from the well They pierced his side and the fountain was opened From a spear and those three rusty nails And it thrills me just knowing that my friends I can bring And they too can drink water from the well Yes, I'm still drinking water from the well Overflowing from that clear crystal fountain Watch it flow, watch it swell And my soul satisfied and I'm happy, can't you tell? Are you still drinking water from the well? The living water. Welcome back. This is In the Footsteps of Jesus from Down Under. And my guest today is uh, Jerry from uh, Waldinga Church, South Australia. Jerry, very happy to hear from your story. And I would like to know a bit um, how the conversion happened in your life and what would you like to share with our listeners to to encourage those people who may experience similar things like yourself oh thank you yes by the way that, i like that music that was great <laughs> that was good i um getting back to lightning bridge that's where my first introduction was and remember i said uh, that i called into a, a, a man's workshop yes and, uh, he actually at the time was not a christian but um he was clearly searching for something. And um, he made his home available for midweek Bible studies. So mm. he also invited me to come along, which I happily accepted because the, uh, the local uh, minister from the local Seventh-day Adventist church was there and uh, with a few other people. And I asked them all kinds of questions because 
again, as I said previously, I wanted answers and I wanted intelligent answers. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I think back now, I must say um, they were very patient with me <laughs> because mm-hmm. I didn't hold back. But I kept kept asking, and uh, I would encourage anybody uh, keep asking the questions. Switch your mind on, not off. Mm. Um, uh, you know, uh, I've since learned. I've been a a Christian now for um, 36 years. Uh, and, you know, we serve an intelligent God. Absolutely. And, uh, and he, you know, he invites us to come and reason with him. So if you have a question, don't take no for an answer. Just keep on keep on searching. Keep on mm. asking the questions. And, and God wants you to know. So God uh, leads you, and he will answer your questions. And... Um, so anyway, I, I went to these Bible studies, and the friend who I've mentioned now a couple of times, his name was Mansell, mm-hmm. and he uh, he himself was a miner as well, open miner. And I watched him get baptised in the in the muddy waters of the Barwon River up in northern New South Wales. And I stood there, and it made a real impression on me. It was in the middle of summer, mm-hmm. and the minister who came, he said, I've actually been to the Jordan River. He said, and this spot here where we are is very similar to the Jordan River. Um, so he said, um, yeah, he said, is there anybody here who wants to you know, be baptized, who is thinking about baptism, who wants to you know, enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ? And um, I put my hand up. I thought, I could just feel God moving. So he said, that's fantastic. Uh, he said, We'll make sure that you are prepared properly because I still had some Bible study to complete. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that, it was only a matter of months after that, I myself was baptized in the same river. Wow. So, uh, and that was in 1980. So that's when I gave my heart to the Lord. And uh, yeah, it's just amazing how quickly time passes. Here we are, Wonderful. 36 years later. And, uh, you know, praise be to God. I, um, I had a girlfriend at the time. Uh, who soon became my wife, uh-huh. and uh, and she also uh, is a baptized member of the church, of the Adventist church, and uh, in fact, through family circumstances, we had to go back to Europe in 1980, shortly after I, uh, I was baptized, and uh, she came along to the church, and uh, we had a wonderful church in Holland, where we went to, mm-hmm. and she came along, she speaks Dutch as well. So she was baptized in the church two years later. All right. Uh, yeah, so we've got, well, we've been together all these years. You see, uh, you, you see, Jerry, sometimes people are afraid to take a stand for God, thinking that their life will be messed up or, uh, how to say, change around. But God not only... Uh, give salvation to ourselves, but prepare for us whatever we need. A partner, um, sometimes, you know, a job or things like that. I remember when I choose myself to give my heart to God and make a decision to keep Sabbath, I lost my job in that day. By, but God provided me another job in the same day, if you believe it or not. But yeah, that's why I'm enjoying these stories because this program is, you know, designed for for sharing with other people our walk 
with Jesus, our experience with God. And God is real. God is not a fairy tale, you know. The Bible is not a fairy tale. God is real and, as you said, an intelligent God. How amazing it is to serve a God like that. Mm. I can give you one example uh, from very early on in my experience. And, I mean, I'm talking now, uh, soon after I was baptized, I was still by myself living in a caravan mm-hmm. um, at the Oakville Field. And uh, I was only a young young man then. I was only 25, I think it was, uh, by myself. And you do some silly things when you're young. You think you're bulletproof and uh, you mm-hmm. know, indestructible. <laughs> this was in the middle of summer. I was uh, doing some opal mining by myself. In other words, um, I just had lunch. I went to turn on the generator to uh, generate electricity. Mm-hmm. I went down the ladder down to the mine, which was only about 13 feet deep, so it was very close to the surface, but it was still underground. Walked over a few steps to pick up my camera to start, mm-hmm. and I started feeling dizzy. And I didn't think too much of it, but it, it got worse very quickly. And I suddenly realized that I was in a bad position there, because if I if something happened to me, nobody would find me, mm-hmm. because uh, I'm... On that opal field, there were very few miners, and nobody in their right mind was there anyway in the middle of summer because it gets very hot. So the mining community would shrink mm. during the summer months. What I did, I walked back to the ladder, and I took two steps up the ladder, and then I completely stiffened up, and uh, I cramped up, and I thought I panicked because I thought, what's happening here? And... Yeah, you must remember that um, I'd only just really started studying and starting out on my spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a extremely strong faith, but I remember in my uh, in my anxiety and in my panic, I guess, yelling out, "Jesus, help me!" Amen. And, mm. and what happened then? Well, I can only imagine what happened then, uh, Nick, because the next moment of awareness was when I was standing in front of my caravan, turning the key to get into the caravan. Wow. So, uh, and I didn't have a scratch, not a scratch. But I know now that what happened back then was that I had a seizure. Mm-hmm. And the reason I know that is because, see, I thought at the time it was simply a um, uh, touch of heat stroke maybe or something. But mm-hmm. whatever happened, I fainted, I lost consciousness. Mm-hmm which means that I, I fell, I must have fallen, uh, a, a couple, at least two or three steps down the ladder and onto a very hard surface, missing, mm-hmm. by the way, a, uh, a sharp-edged metal bucket that I would tip the tailings and, and uh, stuff, all of the tailings, the opal dirt, into mm-hmm. that I just, just uh, loosened out of the wall. So I recovered and I didn't have a, not a scratch, not a problem, not anything, but it really made me think, what happened there? And um, I believe the angel of the Lord came in an instant and and protected me and caught me and, and Amen. Helped, me, helped me get to the surface because I have no other explanation. Mm. And the reason I knew what happened was because um, many years later, in 1996, I experienced uh, a virtually identical situation, not in an opal mine, mm-hmm. but I was working... Uh, as a disability support worker, 
and I had a seizure. Mm-hmm. And it was only uh, probably for a minute or two, but the next thing I realised was that I was being uh, taken off to hospital in an ambulance where they took uh, a CT scan, gave me a CT scan, and uh, found that I had a brain tumour. Mm. And the surgeon on duty said to me, you know what, you've, um, you've got a brain tumour, but the good news is that it's not one that's not a, an aggressive brain tumour. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's one that's been there for quite some time. It's basically a, a, what they call a meningioma, a calcification. Oh, right. Uh, so which starts off as very, very small, very, very small, and over the years grows and grows and grows mm-hmm. in size mm-hmm. until, it, until it starts pushing up against your brain and uh, and some blood vessels, at which time you have to have it removed. But, um, yeah, for some reason, way back then, in the mine, I had a very similar thing happen to me. So, uh, but, that, but that was a miracle happening with you there, which yeah. uh, you cannot explain it otherwise. And, and that's great. Jerry, I'm sorry to tell you that our time is up and uh, we have to stop here. But you know what? Would you be able to do, to follow up? Uh, because you've got great stories to tell. And um, if you'll be ready to have a second uh, interview with you next week, we can organize that. But we have to stop Uh, right here now because our time is up and I'm so glad that you took this time to share with us your walk with Jesus and I hope that people out there listening to this program they will be challenged and they will be motivated to search for themselves what God has to offer for each one of us Absolutely. Yes, I'm quite happy to do that. Yes, thank you very much uh, for this time, and I will uh, contact you again, and hopefully we can do a second program for next week. Until then, may God bless you, and have a safe shift tonight, <laughs> and uh, God bless, God bless. Thank very you. happy to talk to you, uh, Jerry. We'll speak again. All right then. Okay, okay. take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you for listening to us uh, today. As you heard us, we are running out of time, but uh, we'll be happy to have uh, Jerry with us again uh, next week. So please uh, tune in uh, with us uh, every week because we have great stories for you each time. May God bless you and keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus.